Episode 2, Take 1. This is the podcast where a guest shares a personal story of transformation, then listens back to it and reflect on their own experiences, sharing their reflections and with some distance, giving their old self advice on how to better complete the transformation. Hello and welcome to the podcast Transformations. My name is Nick Bank, and on this episode, I have my second guest, Mr. Ross Emerson, currently living in the UK. Hi, Ross. Great to have you on the podcast. Hi, Nick. It's wonderful to be here, and thanks very much for asking me to be a part of this. You know, Ross, you and I, we know each other through INSEAD. But for those that don't know you, would you mind telling me just a little bit about yourself? Certainly. Um, so my my name is Ross Emerson, um, and currently I, I'm a founder, so in a CEO capacity for a transformation company, but focusing with human transformation. Um, my past experience has been very much in the financial services sector, uh, both with banking strategy and also wealth management, um, and about I'd say about 10 years ago or so, I decided to make uh, a professional transformation um, and moved into a role more working with humans. Um, and it's been a very interesting journey for me since then. Ross, uh, thank you for your introduction. Now, the listeners don't know this, but we had a sort of a prep call where I asked you to consider a transformative experience. This could be something that you have experienced in your personal or business life. Uh, I can say, sure, you know, one definition of a transformation, something that has changed you in a permanent way from that day going forward. But what would be your definition of a transformative experience? You know, I, I really like the way that um, you have a very succinct and simple definition, which makes transformation very easy to understand for many people. And often it can be quite a complicated thing for me. Um, I think transformations or my perspectives of transformation are, shall we say, um, multi-level. Um, on the one hand, there is surface transformation, so things that are easily visible. Um, and a great example of that, I think, um, is how I said I I went from one kind of career or profession um, and I made a move to a different one. Um, but what I've come to realize through my own experience and also working with many other people with transformation-related projects is that transformation is also very much um, invisible when it is about people. Um, and by this I mean, or again, in, in my context, it's very much about the transformation of my mindset and you know, the way I see the world, the, the way I interact with the world, and I suppose uh, the way the world has come to have new meaning for me uh, at a very individual level. Thank you, Ross. So for today, which experience did you choose to share with us? So I, I thought I would talk a little bit about, um, I suppose it's a, a hybrid of what happened to me on a very personal level as I was going through the transformation at a very professional level. Um, and because, again, my perspective on this now is that it's very difficult to separate the person from the profession um, because for many people, 
what we do sometimes is such a big part of how we see ourselves, our, our identity, um, and that gets embedded um, in, in our mindset. And so for me, um, when I made a career or a professional transformation, um, I did so in a very conscious way, um, knowing that I would have many challenges ahead of me. And in particular, those challenges were um, moving from one country to another, changing the work I do, uh, totally uh, different work I do, and not having any kind of networks or established relationships in the in the new field. Um, and essentially just starting from scratch. So I, I would characterize it uh, maybe a little bit of a career reinvention or, or a professional reinvention um, as a different way to, to talk about transformation. I use the word conscious because I put a lot of time and effort into thinking about this plan when it happened. Um, I, I utilized all of my professional skills I had acquired through my work experience, through my education, through my life experience also. Um, and uh, okay, I'm a bit of a planner. I like to have a plan. It gives me comfort. <laughs> yeah. But the hard part with transformation is dealing with the ambiguity. Um, dealing with all the uncertainty and, you know, dealing with the things that you don't have control over. And in my mind, when I entered, um, let's call it that that stage or, or, you know, starting to make changes leading towards this transformation, I always had this vision in my mind, you know, and, and it wasn't anything dreamy or you know, quite realistic, I would say, but I always had this strong kind of compass in my mind. Oh no, I know where I'm headed. I, I know what I want to achieve. I suppose what was difficult for me personally, um, again, is not knowing what challenges might come up along the way. Um, and this can be really, really discouraging. And there were many times uh, where I wanted to give up. There were many times where I questioned myself um, and I thought, oh, I'm, I'm being crazy here or, um, you know, this is never going to work, right? I got very dis... And I suppose that's when um, I learned about the importance of letting go during any kind of transformation. And in hindsight, I can see this being important both for transformations in a professional or a work context as well as a, a very personal or individual context. The moment I was able to let go of certain, I guess, expectations, certain things, uh, I, I don't think I'm, um, I don't think I, yeah, I, genuinely, I don't think I'm a person who feels entitled for anything. I, I like to work really hard. I like to earn things. Um, but of course, for our own individual comfort as human beings, there are some things that we like to keep close to us. And for me, it took me about two years into my transformation before I realized what that was. And that was the, the identity that I had in my mind that I was a banker. Um, and it sounds, as I share this with you, it sounds a bit comical because, you know, I was no longer in the industry. Um, but little things along the way, I kept referring to myself as a banker in my mind or through my language. And it wasn't until I realized that um, through some very challenging times 
Um, and I said, okay, you know, it, it was that inner voice I had with myself saying, it's time to let this go. I have to move on. This now is getting destructive for me. And the moment I, I was able to release that, the moment I embraced the uncertainty, the ambiguity, um, the changes, you know, and the biggest change of all is that my identity had changed. I wasn't the banker anymore, you know, so I I couldn't think about all those things that might come along with you with your professional identity or if you have a certain stature or I was just Ross. Um, and that was a huge breakthrough moment for me. It was a humbling moment for me to realize that, wow, uh, I, I felt naked. I felt stripped down with no, no kind of wall around me, you know, no identity wall or protection wall. I was just Ross. And it, I had to come to terms with that. And then I had to like who just Ross was and focus in on, you know, who am I all about? What am I all about? What are my values? What really makes me happy? What makes me unhappy? Who do I want to surround myself with? What kind of work do I want to do? And more importantly, why? Um, and that's when I started to think, okay, I learned um, through my, I suppose all my life experience that I really enjoy working with people. I enjoy helping people. Um, I enjoy developing people. I enjoy enabling people and empowering people. So I have to find some way now to package all of that into one bundle um, and and perhaps remarket myself in, in a new way. Um, and so this is how I got into this world of uh, working with people for transformation. So human dynamic transformation, culture change in organizations. Um, and I've gone even further now as I've been in, uh, been doing this work for probably about seven or eight years now, you know, the learning that comes out of that at a very personal level, I also find very stimulating um, and encouraging. Um, it's made me realize um, a new passion that I have for lifelong learning. Um, and sometimes, you know, I think to myself, oh, do I enjoy learning for practical reasons, right? Because, oh, I need to stay relevant. And in a way, that's a, that's a, a behavior driven by fear, right? I'm afraid I'm going to be irrelevant. And so, no, 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 I have to continue my learning. But when I really, really reflect on it, no, that's not, it's not fear driving it. It's a sense of, um, it might sound a little funny, but um, it's like a, an appetite that I have um, based on genuine curiosity to learn about the world, about myself, about people, about different places, cultures. Um, and it feeds me. It feeds my soul. It, it, it opens up a new world for me. And uh, uh, Nick, as you said, we know each other through our INSEAD connection. Mm -hmm. um, and I reflect on one of the questions we both would have been confronted with in our application procedure about, um, you know, if we could be anything else, what could we be? Mm -hmm. And I recall from my own responses, <clears throat> I, I had uh, a couple of things I just kind of put out there. They, they were almost like childhood ambitions or childhood dreams of mine. One of them was about being an author. 
um, because I really enjoy writing. Uh, it's my channel to express myself in a way that sometimes the spoken word cannot capture. Um, I put that I wanted to be an explorer um, and, uh, you know, in particular, an astronaut. So I, I, I love things related to space. Um, and the reason for that is because these things to me represent possibility um, and imagination and creativity and the unknown as well. Um, and with both of these things, you know, one, one might not think this uh, of a writer, but you need to have a lot of courage when you put your words out there, just as, as you um, are embodying a lot of courage now through this podcast, and I commend you for it. Um, but, uh, but these things stimulate me, um, and it makes me realize on a, a daily, weekly, monthly, yearly basis um, how little I know. Um, and these, these might sound cliche, you know, for any of us who have had leadership roles, um, but there really is so much to learn. The important thing for me with my transformation now is to keep an open mind, to always look at things through the eyes of um, a curious child, and to face situations, even challenging situations, perhaps not with all the answers, because that's impossible as a human, I think, but, but with some level of confidence that, hey, it's okay, I'll be challenged here but I will learn through the challenge. I will face the challenge. Maybe I'll succeed, maybe I won't, but I will definitely grow. And this thing about growth has become almost a driving force for me now, um, which encourages me to continue my transformation in different ways. Um, as I carry on doing my work, I am also transforming myself, uh, you know, even from a, from a, a coach and transformation expert to I'm a little bit of uh, an academic as I'm uh, doing a doctorate now uh, to carry on my my learning. So I hope that kind of gives you an idea of um, just kind of some of the transformation that I've had. But uh, by all means, I, I, I probably would have sounded very confusing. So if I can give clarity, please let me know if there's anything that I can explain better. Thank you so much, Ross, for sharing your experience. We're not going to talk about it right now, but it almost sounds like you're already working on the next transformation, maybe a series of a progressive transformation that's maybe a whole other theme. So this is the time on the podcast where we, uh, through the wonders of modern technology, get to experience time travel. And I seriously hope that there are some engineers out there working on that. I will snap my fingers. And then when we come back after the break, you will have listened to yourself sharing your experience and then we'll hear your reflections and maybe you have a piece of good advice to your younger self. So Ross, talk to you in a week. Thank you very much, Nick. I look forward. Ross, thank you for coming back on the podcast today. It's now a week later. How are you doing today? Yeah, very well. Thanks, Nick. How about yourself? Good. Thank you. So, Ross, I'm so curious. How was it listening to yourself talking about your transformative experience? Well, I, I think if that if I have to sum it up in one way, Nick, I, I, I'll say I, it made me feel really naked um, and, and in a way a little bit exposed. Um, I caught myself doing a lot of reflection as I was listening to myself. Um, and really, uh, I want to share some of the reflections with you. And 
um, I, I think most importantly for me, um, I kept thinking of the words complexity and layers. Um, and to me, this also uh, reminded me of, of, you know, complexity during transformations and all the different types of complexity that I went through or experienced um, during my own personal transformation. Um, in particular, um, I kind of felt that I maybe was racing through some things and searching for solutions um, through very ambiguous times. And that might have been uh, maybe a coping uh, type of mechanism I used when, when all the uncertainty was around me. Um, I kept having this image as I listened to myself of a compass, um, almost, you know, hoping fantasizing that, oh my gosh, someone please give me some direction here because it's so difficult to find on, on, on my own. Um, and I also saw a bit of a, a circular nature as I was listening to myself. You know, the experiences that I had through my transformation, they weren't just things that happened one-off. They were things that happened regularly at various different stages of my life. Um, you know, and despite feeling uh, confident in some regards or um, yeah just confident that oh okay I've been through this before um, you know nevertheless the impact was still the same so just being aware that these things happen um, in a cyclical nature um, and you might feel more equipped to handle that but the impact sometimes is always the same um, and the other feeling I had a, a reflection I had really um, is that it made me feel a little bit more comfortable because I made it through some of those different times. So my my many different, uh, shall we say, perfect storms, as I used to call them during the time. Um, but I also realized that a lot of my behavior during those experiences, um, in many cases, the behavior was driven by fear, um, you know, and, and I think that's a very human thing now and, and showing a bit of compassion for myself. Um, it's okay, we're human beings, it's okay to be fear and it's okay to have a little bit of, of vulnerability there. So th those were kind of my key reflections, listening to myself. Thank you, Ross. I'm just reminded of the fact of what we talked about on the initial call. You say it's cyclical. Does it get easier over time? Is it something that you can learn? Did you Did you learn to complete the transformation as, as, as you were able to maybe recognize some of the same challenges? I don't know if I'd say it gets easier um, because uh, I guess in many cases, the specific circumstances will be different. Um, so from from looking at it from the perspective of being resourceful or, or having tools in my personal toolkit, um, I think the impact in terms of stress or anxiety over time, if you experience um, difficulties and challenges more and more, I think I felt more equipped. I, I felt like I had the tools, but of course, because the circumstances may have been different or the environment may have been different or the people may have been different, um, you know, it's, it's never easy. It's always going to be difficult and a challenge. Um, but there's a little bit more calm that comes along with it. And, uh, you know, and Nick, maybe it's just me getting older. Um, <laughs> um, I, dare I say, maybe a little bit wiser. Um, but having that experience just helps you to, to manage um, those dynamics a little bit more effectively. And I found that to be very helpful. I think back to our first conversation when you describe yourself uh, as a bit of a planner. I don't know if you can, can recall that. Yes, I um, do. Yeah. 
would you describe the transformative experience as a as a conscious or unconscious decision? Now, now you said that you were a planner, so yes, yeah, no, it's a great question, and um, uh, okay, the simple answer, and uh, forgive me, I'm going to I'm going to use a swear word now on the air, okay. but sometimes, uh, many times, I realize that shit happens. Um, and despite me being a planner by nature, despite me trying to anticipate, um, you know, some of the different things that may occur, and even trying to come up with contingencies for, for those things in advance, I don't think I have ever really been prepared fully for some of the, the elements or, or the challenges that came up. Um, and in a way, I'm actually really pleased about that. It, it sounds a little bit strange, but I think, uh, of course, I talked about having the calm. So it's really, um, it makes me feel secure that, okay, I've kind of thought about this in advance. So if I'm taking any risks, um, uh, which I often do, and I think, you know, many people have to, that's just part of life. Um, I go into a situation and I always in my mind have the this expression calculated risk, not just risk. And so I feel like, I've kind of thought about what might happen and how I might react and, and uh, you know, just kind of, um, yeah, kind of regroup if, if things don't work, work out according to plan. But if I'm being really, really honest with myself, of course, in the moment, you know, whenever any human being, myself included, I'm a great example of this, but um, when we're stressed, we, we kind of go back to our default, right? The things that are most comfortable to, to us. And sometimes those things are not effective um, in a challenging situation. So having an awareness of that as well in advance um, can be a little bit helpful. Um, so yeah, the, the plans, despite my best efforts, sometimes again, I, I come back to this word ambiguity or uncertainty where, um, you know, this in fact would be one of the pieces of advice I give to my younger self, look, just embrace it. Um, you know, don't try to control what is uncontrollable. Um, because I'll make myself ill in the process. I, you know, it won't be a pleasant thing. Um, acknowledge it, accept it, but embrace it because it's going to happen. And that's, for me, that's part of the definition of life, the uncertainty that comes along the way. It, it follows very well the theme from our first conversation, this, this notion of letting go. Wait, which is still a work in progress for me, by the way. Yes. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, the, the letting go is, in, it, it's important um, and it will take time, different periods of time for different people, for different circumstances. Um, but the letting go is kind of, um, you know, paired up with this acceptance, um, you know, and so many times, uh, maybe not consciously, but we want to control things, um, not well, not necessarily because we want them to be perfect, but sometimes it makes us feel better, right? We feel less helpless. Um, and so, uh, yeah, so we try and we try and we try, but it's not always possible and that's okay as well. There's some tremendous experiences and growth that can come out of not being able to, to control things um, also. Ross, thank you very much for sharing your reflections. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just reminded uh, by a, a thought of association here in terms of the element of letting go and at the same time being grounded, you know, being grounded by yourself, by your belief, by your hopes and dreams and desires so as to not get completely lost. 
um, I don't know if this reflection resonates with you in, in any way. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, you know, the other word that I suppose has been with me for a long time is this word about trust. Um, and it has, of course, different meanings for me in different contexts. But in relation to what we're discussing today, Nick, um, you, you know, I think this is, uh, again, an, another piece of advice I would give my younger self is that just, you know, learn to trust your instincts. Um, now, I, I, I need to explain that a little bit. I, I think if, um, you know, someone is in their younger years and they're just starting out in the, in, in the world, of course, maybe there's not enough experience there to feel confident and trusting. Um, but if you've been uh, the type of person who has had many different kinds of experience and, and you know, very developmental experiences as well, at some point it becomes very important to trust those instincts because they're data points of a different sort. Um, you know, and, and for those of us who may have gone to professional schools at some points in our life, we, we often talk about hard data um, and the evidence uh, that that provides. Um, and, you know, it's a challenge sometimes, but, uh, you know, the soft data is just as important. And, 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 and Nick, we both understand this by virtue of our, our shared experience at INSEAD and the program that we did there. Um, but yeah, this this not just about embracing and letting go, but it's also about trusting your instincts, trusting your feelings. Um, you know, it's uh, it, it's a data point. Um, and I think, uh, yeah, I guess a third piece of advice I would give my younger self, you know, to to maybe put these things together where you have that acceptance and letting go, coupled with the trust in your own instincts. And then I guess the next thing is just go for it, you know, like live your dreams, live your passions, make meaning out of your life. Of course, sometimes things may not work out as you planned, right? And that's okay. So maybe the goal won't be achieved in that particular instance, but there will be tremendous growth and learning um, that comes out of it. And then try again, don't give up. Um, so, you know, these, I think, when, when I reflect on my own life and the various transformations, um, the various different objectives I've set for myself, um, these are the things that are very recurring um, in my life. It's about, you know, trusting my own feelings inside, um, letting go of the past as well, um, and then just going for it with a lot of conviction and, yes, with a lot of fear at times as well. That's okay. Um, you know, it's okay to have the fear, um, but I suppose you'll never know if you can succeed at something unless you try. Um, and at the end of the day, when my time is up in this world, I hope that I will feel as confident as I do now that for many of the things I really aspire to, damn it, I really tried. And that I can live with. Ross, thank you so much for sharing your experience, as well as taking the time and the mental energy to, to reflect back on it. So Ross, I hear that you're coming out with a book. Yeah, Nick, thanks for, for bringing that up. Yeah, um, really, really privileged actually. So it's, um, it's a collaboration with some other classmates of mine from INSEAD. Um, and the book is is on the theme of, of transformation and organizations. But um, during the lockdown in, in the pandemic, we kind of got together um, and, and discussed a way to link all our independent research together. Um, and so the book is called Hidden Challenges, 
Human Dynamics in Organization Change and Recovery. Um, it's being published by the Business Expert Press. And in fact, just today it's going to print um, and wow. it will be released, I think, around uh, early to mid-October. Um, but it's already on Amazon, so it, uh, it makes me feel really good. Thank you wow. for bringing that up. Well, great. Congratulations to you and, and your, your class piece. Ross, I hope this experience was useful for you also, giving you an opportunity to uh, share your experience and reflect back on it. And with some distance, perhaps look at the experience in a new light and share it with the rest of us. So thank you for your time. Thank you so much, Nick. It, it really has been um, a privilege to be a part of this and, and to support you and, and um, your experimentation with the podcast as well. Um, and I have to say, on a very personal note, um, the experience has been very helpful for me. It's given me the, the opportunity to reflect um, and think, and in many cases, to reaffirm things uh, for me. So, uh, so thanks. Go right back to you. Really appreciate the opportunity. Thank you, Ross. Talk to you soon. Bye, Nick. This was the second episode of Transformations. If you want to buy the book, please find a link to Amazon in the show notes. The book is called Hidden Challenges, Human Dynamics in Organizational Change and Recovery. More episodes on the way.